What's up, Dunwoody? This is the podcast. It's all about Dunwoody. And Dunwoody is all about the parade right now. Um, just a reminder that the 4th of July parade is actually on Monday the 5th this year because too many churches are along the parade route and you can't shut down Mount Vernon because it causes too much problems on a Sunday. So this year, we've been calling it the 5th of July parade just to avoid confusion. Mount Vernon gets shut down about 8.30 a.m., so get out of the way by then. The parade starts moving around 9, and it's looking like perfect weather all day long. So uh, get there early and cheer on the community. It's a lot of of good time. There's also a concert at Brook Run on Monday night, July 4th. The Callenwald Concert Band will be playing some patriotic classics to celebrate America, and they'll also be throwing in some winter classics, so you'll get to hear your Christmas music and your patriotic music. Um, I guess that's because they missed out on their Christmas concert. Doesn't really make sense to me, but it's going to be a good time. Show starts at 5, so come check out the new amphitheater before you head off to wherever you're checking out the fireworks this year. Apparently, Chambly has called off all of their fireworks, but there are some great shows um, in Norcross or Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs has actually changed up this year, and they're moving them to the City Springs area, which I think could be pretty cool. So might want to go see that one. My name is Matt Weber. I am assistant to the Grand Marshal of this year's parade, as it will be Pam Talmadge's very last year here in Dunwoody. She's given it a lot. She's been doing it for a long time, and so somebody else has got to take over. I'm learning a lot, and um, you know, I'm really excited about taking over for next year. My co-host is Justin Dyke, founder of PoolDews.com. Our sponsor is Dr. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. I've been wearing his Invisalign braces now for a while, and my teeth have never looked better. If you're at my age and you just have a couple teeth that seem to be moving, hit up Dr. Brett. It's cheaper than you think for just a quick straightening, and you can wear the braces at night while you sleep. Now for our parade sponsors. The Dunwoody 5th of July Parade is presented by the Dunwoody Homers Association, reporter newspaper who is featured on this year's podcast, Gold sponsors are EEP Events, the City of Dunwoody, Discover Dunwoody, NFA Burger. Silver sponsors are Cap Concepts, Crema, Dunwoody Urgent Care, Dunwoody Animal Medical Center, Brightening Bins, Piedmont Bank, Atlanta Academy, the Rotary Club of Dunwoody, Northside Hospital, Lidl. Bronze sponsors are What's Up Dunwoody, the PCID, Dunwoody Senior Baseball, Briggs Vision Group, DRB Development Solutions, Club Pilates Dunwoody, Dunwoody Pharmacy, the Arc Pet Spa, Robin Blast Group, Dunwoody Baptist Church, Dunwoody Democrats, the Dunwoody Plumber, Chapel Hill Church, Judge Kimberly Anderson, Earls for Congress, Custom Signs Today, Terry Nall, Jim Reiteicher, and the Cab Republican Party. So Keith Pepper took over the reporter late last year, and I've kind of been working with him for the parade this year. But he gave the reporter a quick like digital reboot, and he brought along editor Amy Wink to come on our podcast. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Okay, we're here with Keith Pepper and Amy Wink. How are y'all doing? You're from the Dunwoody Report. No, I'm sorry. You're from the Reporter Newspapers. There's more than one. There's not just a Dunwoody one, right? That's right. There's four Reporter Newspapers. And then we also are part of a group that has uh, two other papers. So altogether, we're six free monthly community newspapers. What are the other two? Uh, the other two are Atlanta in town, which covers kind of from the Amtrak station through Grant Park, Emory University over to the west side. And then we have a, a paper called Atlanta Senior Life, which covers the entire metro area for uh, the active senior community. 
So um, I've been working with Keith with the the parade and uh, thought we'd have him on and he wanted to bring Amy on. So Amy, what exactly do you do at the paper? So I am the editor of the reporter newspapers. So I um, oversee the, the four publications, including the Dunwoody edition. Um, but I'm, I'm new, but kind of uh, familiar. So I just uh, joined this role a month ago, but I actually had been a staff writer at the reporter newspapers over a decade ago. I'm gonna age myself a little bit, but I'm super excited to join the team. It's been a lot of fun um, working with Keith and he can share kind of you know more about his vision, but um, just really excited to be here. Cool, cool. Well, Keith, why would you get into newspapers? in a time like this where you i feel like everything's going digital and and you you've been able to hang with that with um reporter newspaper but you know as the actual physical paper i feel like is declining is that the case uh the physical daily paper is declining yeah. but the the way that we do things is a little bit different so i mean it's a it's a very fair question and uh, one that obviously I got a, a, a lot in the last uh, six six months or so since we since I uh, you know bought the paper from the from Steve Levine who had been the founder uh, at the end of 2020. But I mean the the short story is that I, I grew up here. I, I actually spent um, the first 14 years of my life in Dunwoody, so grew up in Winter Hall, uh, and then we moved to Sandy Springs when I was in high school, uh, where I went to Riverwood and then on to Georgia, and then I actually left Atlanta for a long time. Uh, but never lost touch with the community. And so uh, in 2018, uh, I started to look at moving back uh, to Atlanta and wanted to get involved, you know, in, in a little bit more in the community, a little bit more in civic life and cultural life. And I was looking for a small business uh, to buy or to start. Uh, and I met Steve Levine, who was the founder of the, of the papers. And Steve was looking to transition into his next, uh, in that, into his next phase of life and to retire basically. And so we, uh, we met, we, we totally hit it off. I, I grew up working in media. So my first job in high school was at WSB radio. So I had a long history in Atlanta media, but, you know, having been away for a long time, when I got back and started talking to Steve, that all those fires of having grown up and worked in media just, just really got reignited. And I got super excited about, about the business and about the impact and, you know, the reporter, the, the business, which is called Springs Publishing, you know, so the six papers, the websites uh, are, are a very sustainable, profitable, small business. And so I saw what Steve had built and I saw some opportunities to uh, to lean in more on digital, to grow the digital side, but also to keep doing um, you know, the high quality print that they've been doing. And so at the end of the year, at the end of the year 2020, we reached a deal and um, we we're off to the races. But you're right. A lot of people, um, a lot of people do a lot of rubbernecking saying, what are you thinking? Um, in fact, the AJC, when we announced the deal, the AJC did a story about us. One um, of their, their premier local columnist, Bill Torpy, wrote about it and called me a nut uh, in the AJC, which I guess if you knew me was inevitable that one day I'd be called a nut in the local paper, but uh, we weren't exactly sure why. But um, yeah, so far so good. We're having a lot of fun. We're making uh, some small tweaks here and there, but the the print paper, the way that we do it in a monthly uh, cadence and delivering it the way that we deliver it uh, through direct mail, uh, as well as it drops at local businesses, continues to make sense for you know both our our readers but also our our advertisers. And did Steve stay on with you? He he made a good name for the paper. He had, he you know people liked him. 
Is he still around with the paper? Or? Everyone likes Steve. Yeah, he's so Steve and I talk multiple times a week. Um, he became a friend through the whole process. We had a lot of shared life experiences. We have a lot of you know just shared vision of how to build a small, um, sustainable business. Um, and so you know, I always joke that we we have the same dog, we drive the same car, we ride the same uh, exercise bike. Um, so we 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 we're got we were very fast friends and so steve's still an advisor and uh talks to us very frequently his email still works um, cool. so yeah he's very much part of the team it'd be hard to sell your your pride and joy and then still be part of it you know so that's yeah. cool i think that was a big thing is he wanted to find someone local like he wanted local ownership i mean the you know there's a ton of literature that people can read about the the state of the news industry uh, particularly newspapers, daily newspapers. I mean, it's happening in real time. If you look at, uh, you know, what just happened to the Chicago Tribune, one of the you know most storied you know companies in media um, was just bought by a hedge fund that continues to buy up newspapers and sort of, you know, gut the operations. Um, you know, which some of it makes sense on a spreadsheet or to a business uh, person, but you know the the community news and the stuff that people. Uh, you know, both want to read sort of what they crave, but also what they need. Uh, it can only come from, you know, professional, robust journalism organizations like we have that Amy's now leading. So uh, I think we've got a we've got a bright future, you know, and I know that we'll be will be massive. Um, but I don't think that's that's the goal of what we're trying to do. Um, so a lot of what I say to to people like you guys, when I talk to them or to the team is that we're just you know, I'd rather be meaningful and not massive. And so that's what we're really focused on. That's how we feel. All right, Justin. Quality over quantity. Yes. Right? <laughs> if that's what you can call what we do. That's um, why we're here every three weeks or so, not every day. <laughs> um, so how do you keep them all separate? Do you have different people, you know, in charge of each one? Because it is kind of like hyper local. Uh, so the company started with the Sandy Springs and the Buckhead Reporter. Uh, and then as Dunwoody and Brookhaven became cities, uh, they expanded into those territories. And then Steve acquired Atlanta in town uh, and then Atlanta senior life okay. uh, later on. So, um, you know, we, we keep them separate. I mean, Amy can talk about how, the, how we cover the different communities. So she's got reporters that are assigned to each. Um, there are some, you know, there's, you can be in someone's backyard and walk to their front and be in Dunwoody and you can walk to their front yard and be in Sandy Springs and the similar dynamic with Brookhaven and Buckhead. So there are a lot of stories that can still be hyper local, but still cover, uh, you know, all four reporters. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, there's a juggle between being, uh, you know, hyper local, but also being sustainable and, and keeping it profitable. And, and, you know, we're, we're focused on doing all those things. Right. Right. Yeah, I would just add, you know, we have a dedicated Dunwoody reporter, um, Sammy Purcell, you know, and she's at all the council meetings, um, you know, the, the school boards and, um, you know, to us, you know, local really matters more than ever, right? Like, where do you go if there's police activity on your street and you want to find out what's happening? You know, the, those are the type of stories that we cover. If there's a rezoning case, you know, down the street, like we're going to give you that best information because our reporters, you know, sat through the planning commission meetings. So, um, you know, we try to do our best to kind of balance that hard news with, you know, some of the more fun stories that you want to read about that, you know, no, new restaurant down the street. So, 
um, that's really our goal, just to have a great balance of, of coverage for our readers, cover all aspects of the community, you know, whether it's that interesting person, you know, who's doing something cool with a new business to, you know, that really more, you know, hard news story about that new development that could, you know, affect you, right? Yeah. I do like the the crime beat in these local, you know, the smaller papers, because then you're like, ah, oh, really? Like somebody got strong armed robbed on Vermac or something like that. You know, it's just a little bit different. Does, does the bad stuff really sell that much better than the good stuff? Duh. Do you guys I see mean, that? It depends. I mean, no. in some communities, I mean, um, you know, crime is a, a big issue and especially in Buckhead um, right now. So, I mean, it's a hot button issue. People are worried about it. Um, you know, I don't see as much crime happen in Dunwoody, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean. But like the negative stories, do you guys, do you see that those get a lot more shares and stuff like that than the positive stuff? Because that, that's what you always hear with the media. But I try to stay with, with what's up Dunwoody. We try to stay away from, you know, a whole lot of the negative stuff. But um, when we do put, you know, something out that's negative, that's what gets all the interest. I mean, I'll tell you, our, our most popular story in Dunwoody this month was about um, the council approving two open container districts, right? I think there's real appetite right now for people. They're really interested in entertainment. They're getting perhaps back out, you know, out in their house. Um, so, you know, just the, the, the concert series starting back up this month, Food Truck Thursdays, like those have all been really big stories for us um, yeah. in June. You need to somehow blur crime and entertainment, like with some sort of like distinguished cat burglar, maybe a Thomas Crown type guy, right? <laughs> Can you make that up and just? If only, if only. Definitely do not make news up. <laughs> maybe the uh, maybe the open container law will be the you know the harbinger of of, of more crime to come. But yeah, I think like, you know. Look, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening across the metro that's you know that is crime focused, and you know there's no doubt that people click on on things, I mean, our, on our other sites, you know, we, we had a, a, like a massive spike one day of, uh, of a police video that we had posted that, that got, that went viral on some news aggregators. And so sure, what people say they click on and what they click on are, are two different things, um, but we're really trying to, to be, you know, quality, non-sensational, but when there are things that happen uh, you know, in our communities, we obviously will cover them, you know, in Brookhaven, there was a recent stabbing on the, uh, you know, on their, on their greenway. There's obviously a ton of stuff happening in Buckhead right now. And so it's, we'll cover it, but in a non-sensational way. Is it difficult to, to take each city as its own thing? Like you said, you've got one, you know, one person that kind of covers each area. Is that, is that the only person that you guys like, have on staff and then everybody else is outsourced? How does that work? Um, so our, we do have a staff writer. She's dedicated to Dunwoody and Brookhaven. And then we have a team of free, freelancers who help cover um, the other cities, including Sandy Springs and Buckhead. Um, and you know we have columnists who uh, write for us as well. So it's a, it's a mixture. Yeah, it's easier to deal with freelancers that way. Than, than to not have them on staff. I just assumed you guys, you know, pay. I, I thought that's how papers worked is you guys paid individual writers. But it yeah. seems like that, you know, now that I've gotten more into it, that it's a lot of freelancing. Well, there's a lot. I mean, the business model of the industry has dramatically changed in the last in the last few years, both, you know, economic pressures and what we call headwinds, which are pretty fierce for the industry, but also 
you know, a lot more people have a lot more access to technology. So it's easier. I mean, this, you guys are a great example that yeah. you can, you know, buy some expensive uh, or inexpensive microphones. Um, you know, Justin can remodel the studio there and you guys are off to the races <laughs> with a podcast. So, you know, being, you know, that, that concept of producing content or being a journalist is really dramatically changed. And so, um, you know, we, I would love to hire a team of, you know, 50 full-time staff writers. Um, the economics of where we are wouldn't support that. So even, and this is what you see, what I alluded to earlier with the large dailies and these large media companies, um, you know, their, their newsrooms have been scaled back. I mean, it's, it's, it's dramatic. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a quote that someone told me once that the only way newspapers survive is by printing stories about newspapers failing, right? That's a pretty depressing, uh, pretty depressing stat. If I, so if I look too much at these, at the stats about the macroeconomics of the industry, I get really, uh, I get really down, I think between 2008. So in the, in the decade between 2008 and 2017, 45% of newsroom jobs were eliminated. Wow. So all those went to, or, or, you know, some of them just went away. So, you know, 2000 newspapers, daily newspapers closed in that, you know, in the last 17 years or so, um, you know, fewer people pay for news. Uh, so just the economics of it all have, have, have really dramatically changed. So we use freelancers because there's a lot of great freelancers out there, but also just the economics of the industry, um, you know, require it. Yeah. It is probably easier to keep up with the digital numbers than with the actual statistics coming from the, the papers mailed to people's houses. I mean, when somebody clicks on an article, you see immediately, you know, like what kind of interest people have in that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the print, you know, the print product, who, who knows where it will be on a daily basis in five, maybe sooner years. I think the way that we do things it's, that separates us in the community and the market, one is that we print a really high quality physical paper. So if you pick up our paper and you pick up any other community newspaper, you'll feel the difference. And so that's an investment that we've decided to make because it, it helps the, the content stand out, it helps the advertising stand out. And then the other big thing that we do, which is, you know, speaking very frankly, is, is an expensive investment, but we distribute through direct mail. So we, we mail the papers to uh, the zip codes in Dunwoody. So if you're on, if you're in those zip codes, you should be getting the newspaper in your mailbox every month. Um, so that means it's, you know, we know it's making it into the house more frequently. We know it's in better condition when it gets there. Um, we can choose where, we, you know, where we send it. Um, but it's, a, but it's an expensive proposition. So, you know, all those things go into it, but that's a big differentiator for us, you know, at, you know, at, at, at Springs Publishing, the way that we do things is we are doing that direct mail for uh, so many of our papers. And that, and that versus just like somebody tossing it on the driveway. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that model just didn't work for us, um, you know, both from the quality, from, you know, quality control. And, you know, we heard from people too. It's if you go on vacation, if it's raining, et cetera, just wasn't something it's sort of like, we had sort of moved past that and what we were doing, but, you know, we continue, I mean, Matt, to your, to your point, I think we're, we continue to develop our digital presence. So we relaunched the website recently on a new platform, which is, you know, state of the art for news 
um, and gives us a lot more flexibility than we ever had before. Um, you know, Amy, and she can talk about this more, but she's, you know, she brings a real digital uh, first mindset. So we're, you're going to see a lot more content coming, just the volume of it, um, still quality, um, but you're going to see the, 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 the volume really ramp up um, and stories being updated uh, more frequently. And, and so we know that there's a lot of times that, you know, you, things may be online before they're in print, um, and there's definitely an overlap in the audience, but there's also some independent and there's some people that still like the, uh, you know, still wait for the print, but there's also for our advertisers, which is a big part of, you know, just building a sustainable news organization for our advertisers to be in print in direct mail in the mailboxes in the homes in a high quality reproduction that's invaluable and so they can't get that anywhere else digital advertising. Um, as, as you guys know from you know, having a, a digital media company, uh, it's difficult. I mean, the saying is, you know, stepping over digital, st stepping over print dollars to pick up digital dimes is a real thing, right? So the, um, the, the, just the revenue on the digital side is, is lagging way behind. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel, how do you guys feel about putting out your stories on like Instagram or, or Facebook? I mean, do you, is that a, generally good, you know, I mean, or, oh, they're never going to make it to the main website. So we're not going to make any money off the ads, right? No, I mean, social media is a big part of our strategy. I mean, I encourage anybody who hasn't, you know, visited our website in a while to come and check it out. I mean, we've got new content every day, um, several stories posted online. Um, and then we put those on Facebook. I mean, Facebook is a, a great um, way to help push out our, our content. Um, we also have an Instagram channel, Twitter. Um, so those are all tools, you know, that we use to help, you know, get our content to readers because everybody kind of approaches it different, right? Maybe you read the paper, maybe you're looking at Facebook, um, but we try to meet the readers, you know, where they are, how they want to consume um, their news. Yeah, I was, tell I was complimenting Keith before you got on. Um you've done a good job and maybe it's you, <laughs> he gave you credit for it, but uh, maybe, you know, when I used to share a reporter article, it just kind of had like a generic picture. It wasn't even, you know, a lot of the times it wasn't even what the story was about. So I, I feel like it has gotten a lot better recently. So good job with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's been a major push of mine just to, you know, have better photos, better art um, for our paper. Um, so more of that to come. So. Yeah. It's like an attention grabber, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we really want to, you know, showcase local people, local places, faces. Um, that's a big priority of mine, you know, coming into this role. So I, I would just say just keep keep engaging with us and it will continue to improve. Well, you'll see in the July issue of the of the Dunwoody Reporter, which, you know, should be in by the time this is posted, should be out and about in the community. Uh, you'll see a much bigger cover photo, Justin, of a pool. Uh, so, you know, really embracing that more community feel because of our monthly cadence, you know, the breaking news will be online and the, and the monthly print paper should be something that you maybe lean back with, um, you know, and spend, and you'll spend more time with. And, you know, like Amy says, and she's constantly reminding me of this is people want to see their neighbors, their schools in, in the paper, the places they go to eat. So you're going to, you know, you're going to continue to see more and more of that. Yeah. Do you find it's easier, you know, with the digital, you can just go in, change something out. Um, it can be more like up to date, I feel like. Like, if, especially if you mess something up, you can go in and change it immediately. Um, with the with the other, you know, the print stuff, you've got like a couple of days lead time. 
Um, it, do you kind of treat different stories different ways? I mean, do you have, when you have something that you want to get out immediately, is that the digital route? And then, you know, then you've got the paper to follow it up. Yeah. I mean, definitely, you know, if there's uh, so we're covering city council every month, right. Um, those stories are going to be online immediately because that's right. perhaps a rezoning issue that you want to find out about. Um, and the paper, you know, will have that story too. Um, since we're monthly, uh, the story may require updating by the time we go to press. Um, and it may be a little truncated, right? Like, okay, here's your news in brief so that you can get a sense of everything happening in the city if you sit down and read the paper. But those full stories are online. Um, and just going to your point about, you know, fixing a correct, you know, we'll always put a correction if there's an error, right. there's always a correction notice. Um, if the story's updated, you know, have update in the headline, you know, say it's an update about, you know, a shooting and somebody's just been arrested, that story will be updated um, with that arrest information. So, you know, we do take it seriously um, online. So um, we'll inform you if there is, you know, any sort of update in that yeah. way. It's like once that paper goes out, that's the final answer. Whenever I send out a, a like a bulk email, I'm always like, all right, this is it. I'll go back and read it one more time. Go read back and read it one more time. And then still, when I hit that, that send button, it's painful. Well, it's neat that it's monthly because then it kind of seems like it's more of the best of what has happened yeah. in the past month, right? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's hard to break news in a monthly publication, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it really serves to be that that digest for you for the month. So, you know, everything going on in your community, whereas online, you can get that real time information as things happen. Yeah. And people want to see that city council meeting the next morning. You know, they're like, what, what happened last night? So, yeah, sure, it's a sure. good route to do it. Well, you want to talk about the parade, Keith? Yeah, for why, sure. We're excited. Why did you get yeah. involved with our parade? Well, I think the reporters had a long history of, of supporting uh, the Dunwoody 4th of July parade, which is the state's largest, uh, as we've learned, um, or as I've learned. So I think, uh, so Steve had had a relationship with the team, which you're, you're part of. And so it was a no brainer when they asked us if we wanted to continue to do that. And so, yeah, we're really, really proud about it. I think I've learned you know, coming into this in the last six months, it's been a, a lot of drinking from the fire hose. And so I think just in the last me too, Keith, me too. <laughs> just in the last <laughs> month, I've learned uh, how important the parade is the significance um, in the community. I think, you know, I think when they first when you guys first met, COVID was still such a thing that I was, I think we were all like, wait, you think you're having a parade like that sounds crazy. And now, uh, of course, we are you know you know we're, we're operating in a much different uh frame of mind at this point so i think it's going to be um it's going to be great i mean it's going to be a, a crazy weekend coming up in atlanta with two days of the peachtree road race followed by uh the dunwoody parade on monday july 5th so yeah we're excited so we've been able to uh, create a special page on our website which is reporternewspapers.net parade which is sort of the catch-all, um, you know, Amy's posting a bunch of content related to the parade, which will continue to feed that page. Um, you'll see it on our social media. You'll obviously see, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, promotions running both in print as well as in um, on the websites. And so, yeah, it's been a great, um, it's a great way for both of us to get involved in the community. Um, we'll be there in the family village afterwards. Are you going to be there? Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a booth there. And there's a four-page special supplement um, in the paper this month as well that will be handed out uh, by Cub Scout troop um, during the parade. So 
Uh, yep. And it looks great. If you haven't seen it yet, it's online. Um, it does as well. look nice. Um, it looks really good. So um, yeah, it's been both a, both a great learning experience for me about the involvement that we can have in communities and the impact. Um, and just also, you know, having been spent my early, early years in Dunwoody um, before the parade even started, it's, uh, it's cool to see how big it's um, grown into. Yeah. And you, you had mentioned what the sponsors were, you didn't mention this, but you mentioned that, you know, they want print. Our sponsors want the print. That's what they're paying for is for your, you know, reporter article. That's, it's mm -hmm. funny how that works. I would have thought, you know, it's just such a digital world, but yeah, they do want to see their ad or that, you know, their sponsorship in the paper. That's the most important thing. And Leah makes sure she pushes that like that. They, they don't want to hear their name on our crappy podcast. They want to hear, see it in you know, the reporter yeah. spread. That's what, that's where yeah. they want it. That's well, that, speaking of our crappy podcast, how come we're a bronze sponsor on the very lowest tier here and you're organizing the, well, you're, <laughs> maybe you're next year we'll, we'll present with you the reporter newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> What's hey, done with the One of the biggest growth strategies we have to uh, continue to make local journalism sustainable is partnerships. So uh, yeah. we should talk to you guys, but the, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the print section, the four pages looks great um, that, uh, that Amy produced with, with all the, the great sponsors, which continue to evolve. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll obviously you'll see the, the thank you page next month and continue to, um, to also push it online. So, um, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Well, thanks for all your help with that, for sure. Was there anything else you want to mention before we go? Um, get in touch with us. So send us feedback. Um, you're going to see Amy start to make her mark across the website and across the print paper, you know, over the next few months, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, um, send us tips so you can connect with us. Um, you know, obviously at reporternewspapers.net. Um, you can email Amy at editor at reporternewspapers.net. You can email me at publisher at reporternewspapers.net. Um, and then social media uh, as well. Instagram is reporter underscore news. Um, you can search for us on Facebook, which I think is the reporter newspapers. Um, yeah, and it's, um, and of course, any, any tips or, or story ideas. And we're also continuing to lean into and really develop our, our newsletters. So we're, we're, we're growing those um, and Amy's putting her mark on those as well. And we also launched a, a new uh, brand, I guess, called Rough Draft, which is a three times a week uh, morning newsletter. Um, in fact, this morning's had a story on the parade uh, and the history of the parade. So if you didn't see that, check it out and you can subscribe as it's well at our rough, website. Rough Draft? That's, is that a that's a local thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's local across Atlanta. So it's really meant for, for everyone. So it pulls from all of our publications. Um, and, um, we're, we're just doing that. It's an email newsletter. So sort of along the lines of the skim or the morning brew, if you've seen those, um, and you can subscribe, there's a link on our website for newsletters, or you can subscribe at roughdraftatlanta.com. Cool, cool. I would just echo Keith and saying, you know, please reach out to me. I mean, we really want to be, you know, the voice of the community, right? I mean, it's important to me that we cover the issues that matter most um, to Dunwoody. So um, I'm really accessible. Um, email me. Um, I want to hear from you guys. Um, so. And, and by the way, that Instagram, I just started following you guys. It's reporter underscore news. So and, and all the, you know, parents out there. That's what you got to put in the Insta. Easy way to get in touch. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Thanks a lot, Keith. I'll uh, I'll see you this week. A lot, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys Monday at the parade. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Thank you too, by the way, for helping put it together. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks.